Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane Maguire. Today we're talking all things ultra with Carla Molinaro. Oh. Yeah. The famous, famous, famous La Jogger. Exactly. <laughs> so the context behind this episode is that Hoka have organised a 100km world record attempt this coming weekend. Um, ben and Jane, quick question for you. Can you guess what the, uh, what the current world record is for men and women? We'll do the men's one first for 100 kilometres, so 62 miles. What were you thinking? I like um, uh, 3.45. So a ma- marathon is like two. Two, it's now two hours, you know, so. So two hours, so it can't be more, it can't be faster than six, it just can't. It's not, so fast, like it's not faster than six, six. Six and a half, six hours, 32 minutes, done. S- 6.09 is the men's. Wow. Uh, wow. So and good. I mean, I wasn't, being, I want to. Clarify, I was not being serious with 345. <laughs> uh, female record 633. Um, oh, so I was close. Very close. Was yeah. I right? Yeah. What did so I just say? 632. <laughs> I think I was right. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, a minute out. Uh, so anyway, so we'll see, we'll see what, um, what's going to happen there on the weekend. There's some big names running. Jim Walmsley, obviously, big hoker, ultra runner. And uh, I think um, Camille Heron as well. They'd be the big two. And, and, uh, and yeah. Carla's obviously a brilliant runner as well, so we'll be interested to see what she has to say. But obviously, we don't want it just to be elite. We want to kind of talk about ultras for the for the every man and woman as well. So I think that some that runners have come under some flack this week. Jane, I was wondering Oof. if you could sort of fill us in on on what's been going on. I can, I can, I can try my best. So that I'd say it all kind of started. I want to say last Monday with. Piers Morgan um, calling runners astonishingly selfish for um, the fact that they're running in kind of busy streets, busy parks, and they're breathing near people. Um, which, you know, I won't comment. An odd stance to take, but there we go. Oh, I, did, I just did comment. Sorry, <laughs> everyone. And then Chris Whitty said that um, he's assured the public that the risk of catching COVID from passing runners is extremely low because, you, you know, you're not really even that close to each other for more than a couple of seconds so I don't know it's kind of a weird one like does Piers have a point or are runners kind of being unfairly targeted I don't know I don't want to I don't want to pick a side so early on so I'll let you two I'll, 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 I'll immediately pick a side <laughs> Piers Morgan is is incorrect I agree everything is so heightened right now that uh he's got in a huff Piers Morgan's got in a huff about something and he's just gone, oh, that's a bit annoying. So he's just had a little pop at runners. But the thing is, that's totally detrimental to a lot of people and how they're coping with lockdown because running is safe to do, has been advised you can still do it, yet you've got people being ultimately negative towards people running and casting 
question about whether or not they're doing it safely. And I think that that's yeah. that's that's almost almost an abuse of power from someone in his position. Yeah, I mean, he loves to have an opinion, Piers, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think I think that there are a minority though, and have been throughout um, the lockdown of of runners who who aren't being as sort of sensitive or thoughtful as they might be. You know, we, and we've probably all encountered them. They're kind of running down the middle of the path. Yeah, mm. kind of hyperventilating on people, and whether that you know medically that actually puts people in in danger or not. There's there's something unpleasant about having someone breathing as heavily that in that kind of proximity in this kind of environment. So I think that there there's a shade of truth in in, in this. Actually, there's a minority of, of people who are running who aren't actually who are giving other runners a bad name. Yeah, I, there's a majority. There's a you know there's a minority of pedestrians who are not wearing masks mm. and, and being annoying. So I kind of feel like it's it, yes. it's there's there's just you know uh, people who go to the shops and don't wear a mask. It's kind of uh, do you know what I mean? There's a, the, you can behaviour there's behaviour stuff that I just think that there's good and bad, or there's sort of advised and unadvised. And uh, yeah, for him to sort of just immediately be a bit like oh running in this road and being breathy i think it's just he's just it's it's to antagonize maybe maybe it's intentional who knows yeah but i mean he, he he's he's the great antagonist isn't he um yeah well i know that our, our readers have been uh commenting on this but ben i wondered if you could uh give us a flavor of what the uh, runners well readership have had to say on this sure thing inflammatory um, issue <laughs> sammy says what about the groups of walkers in the park that take up the entire pathway while meeting with another family yep well done, Sammy. Straight for the jugular there. Uh, Tim Gwyn Jones says he, meaning Piers, does have one valid point. As I approach people, I put my hand to my mouth. It's a small, easy, and reassuring thing to do. Some runners really do get too close. Okay, so there you know that is a, a fair point. I think Stu says I'd like everyone to be a bit more considerate to each other, regardless of what they are doing. Oh, uh, the voice of reason. Stu. Yeah. Well done, Stu. Thanks, Stu. Go, Stu. Well done, Stu. Um, so yeah, I think that that is. All of those things are true, and I feel like. But you're. I mean, back to the point of like, it does seem to cut. I don't know. Lockdown one was kind of the same. Runners seem to become a point, a, fi- a point of fixation when it came to sort mm. of things that people thought were good and to do and not good to do. But anyway, yeah, agree. You know, um, until someone proves us wrong, I think you know we'll stick to the fact that getting outside and doing a bit of running is probably saving everyone's mental health right now. Um. But it'd be really good to hear what everyone else thinks. So do let us know. Podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. Is Piers Morgan right? <laughs> <laughs> he's never right, is he? Even when he's right, he's not right. Um, so obviously we're talking about ultras uh, today. And, and Carla's coming on and she's a huge ultra fan. She's actually, you know, she's one of the best ultra runners in the UK, if not world. Um, but it's not, it's not an area that everyone who's listening to this is going to be know a lot about or indeed be a huge fan of so i thought it'd be interesting to get our own take on on ultras because mm. i'm not i'm not sure it's well jane it'd be interesting what, what, you haven't done an ultra have you and i don't know if you're particularly intrigued to do so or not um i'm uh, i'm gonna say i'm not but i did um when i was lucky enough to go for a run with the wonderful sophie power she said that we were talking about why she got into ultras and i hope she doesn't mind me using her words on a podcast when she's not on it but she said to me I said you know I can't imagine going past that 26.2 thing in my mind I just couldn't I just couldn't do it and she said well the reason 
she got into ultras was because when you finish a marathon, the first thing I'd probably, you know, 90% of people will say is, oh, what's your time? Whereas if you go for a hundred mile run, no one is going to say, what's your time? People just, you know, aren't going to ask. And she said, it's much less pressure. You run and you walk, you stop at, you know, you have a meal and, you know, you, you make like a day, a week, a month of it. And that appeals to me that there's not the same kind of pressure but I just don't know I don't know if my mind would let me carry on running past the marathon distance I'm just I'm not sure I'm not sold but I love that kind of romantic picture that Sophie painted for I me. think you're gonna you're gonna run an ultra aren't you Jane just hearing you say that <laughs> just, it sounds it sounds inevitable I think what about, what about you Ben yeah I think that it appeals it appeals for all of those same reasons that Jane said I think it it has a totally different approach to it, or certainly seems to have a so totally different approach to it in terms of training and in terms of what is considered the sort of like the most important aspect of it. People seem to to mm. do ultras for way more reasons that I can get on board with than than running like marathon. Marathons tend to be as fast as possible, or um, you know they're kind of I don't know. Maybe that's just sort of how I've perceived it. But anyway, I certainly think that ultras tend to be a bit more explorative. Um, you know, the, the destinations and the, the routes and everything seem to be way more kind of on my level. You know, you're off-road or finding new, you know, remote things and bits and pieces like that. So they, that appeals. Um, I mean, it's really far. And that that doesn't. So that kind of probably is the main bit of it. But I think that I really, really enjoy ultras because I like just the, the, the sort of incredible nature of them. Like, I just think it's it's way more engaging to me to watch and to read about and to listen to someone talk about ultras than it is a marathon. Like, I kind of just I'm more on mm. board with that, even as like someone who doesn't do them. I'm kind of more engaged with someone who's like, oh, so I did, you know, like when you were doing yours, yours, Rick, I was just a bit like, yeah, this is, I'm well into like this and was dot watching. Yeah, it can feel like sort an event, uh, sort of an adventure, can't it? In that, it's yeah, in that yeah. kind of mould. But you were telling me about your London marathon or whatever, another marathon, I'd be like, yeah, all right, cool, thanks. So, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of more, I'm definitely more engaged with it as a distance than I am the marathon. Um, but yeah, then to actually me to do one, don't know, maybe. Maybe watch the space. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely yeah. more. It's definitely more on the maybe list than another marathon. So there you go. That's interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Because it's not like it's not like the distance thing in that sense. Like you're intrigued by like the whole ethos of it. Of it, the fact it feels like a bit of adventure. The fact it's yeah. somewhere a part, a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think all good reasons to do it. I, my, I think I was more. I think I got interested in ultras before I got interested in marathons, which is kind of a weird way around. But I don't think I'm completely alone in that because like books like uh, Born to Run, for instance, it's they're kind of ultra marathon books and they talk about, you know, people running, you know, in, in insane distances uh, and the idea that actually, you know, we're all designed to to be able to do that. It's quite appealing. And uh, yeah, to, to signing up, you know, a 50 mile race on the back of that feels like this kind of insane um adventure in a way that maybe yes yeah, only up for for 10k or a half marathon doesn't have the same like uh mystique i guess yeah for sure are you gonna do another one uh i would definitely i would definitely do another ultra definitely yeah i don't i think doing i think 
I think it's quite it's quite a broad category, isn't it? So you've got everything from I guess it sort of starts at fifty k, so sort of thirty miles, and then anything up to you know a hundred. I know the, the ones that go beyond that, but mainly it's within that kind of range. I would definitely be up for doing like a fifty k or or even like fifty miles, but a hundred miles again. I think that's because it's it's like that's twenty. Well, for me, that's like twenty four hours basically. So like, it really, yeah. I think with a young child and stuff, just training for that, I would think would be quite time consuming. Um, so not that, but um, but yeah, definitely some some other ultras. I'm, one area I'm not intrigued in is the the track stuff. You know, the Absolute, sort of absolutely twenty four hour stuff around a track. No, hell on earth. <laughs> Across the but board. Some people think it's really like that's the pure, that's the pure end, right? That's like, you know, but the if you really want to do an ultra, that's it. We've spoken to them and I think it was like Susie Chan came on and spoke to us about it and Adharahan Finn talked to us about yeah, it. Yeah. And they were both of like, this is the sort of possibly like the purest of all of the ultra things. But yeah, because, they, because, yeah. because they've gone through all the other ones. I think from outsiders like ourselves looking in, it's like that looks like the worst but maybe yeah. for those guys, they've already been through enough of it to go like, this is the purest form of it. We've found the source. No, I think, that's true. I think, that's true. No, I think ju- you just say that, don't you? They must have hated every single second. I, like, they must have hated it. And then when you finish, you say it was the, pu- it was the best. It was incredible. It was it was maybe, incredible. Well, I think you'd probably, you'd probably say it was the best because it was so bad and you finished it. Like with all true. these things, when anything is ultimately horrible and you don't and you complete it retrospectively it's then the best thing you've ever done mm. so there you go maybe that you know that's that's where it comes but i have no interest in doing 24-hour track something no i, w- I would say that it, it that it brought for me like a huge sense of like achievement possibly more so than um running like uh running a marathon the, the idea that you could prove to yourself that you could cover x amount of di- x amount of distance that that felt like um, what did you think about? What were you doing in your head? I found the first bit, and I reckon this is probably true from a lot of people. Like, there's a sense, isn't there? That I think with a marathon, like it does get progressively harder. But I think with the longer distances, you can have really low moments quite early on because you kind of think, "Oh my god, there's like 80 miles left to go." Like, <laughs> how on earth do I? How should I be feeling now? So, uh, I just, um, yeah, I bought a lot of like, I think quite a lot of artificial sort of positivity to it do you know what i mean kind of like the kind of fake that's it such to, a rick answer it. isn't it ben yeah, yeah it really is. i just feigned positivity and it got me through yeah, for, for 24 i just hours. felt really positive and then i was positive yeah and i'd I, be like <laughs> killing people I, what I, I did i i tried to be as unemotional as possible because i think actually just to, just to not get emotional when you go through halfway or like or see a, yeah. a family but just keep like to try and keep really level about stuff it probably made me really boring to support actually <laughs> Robot Rick. Yeah, just a robot. Like, oh, thanks, you're here. Yeah, can I have a sandwich? Thanks a lot. Yeah, see you at the end. Um, so that's, how, that's, that's how I dealt with it. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, I mean you, like, you did it. You did it in 24 hours. So you, Robot Rick did it right. Robot Rick is incredible. But I mean, yeah, obviously, uh, Carla will be on shortly and, and her achievements, you know, I pale in comparison to that. But um, I, think that, I think that she would agree that with some of these ultras, it's about kind of keeping emotionally fairly level, not getting too excited or two down if you can um but let's see guest of the week here in the studio guest of the week sometimes on the phone could be an athlete could be a physio or a complete unknown. 
Our guest this week is the fastest woman to run the length of Great Britain. Carla Molinaro set the Le Jog record last summer, and uh, on the weekend, she'll be setting her sights on the 100km British and European record. Uh, we're delighted to have her on the podcast to talk about all things ultramarathon. Carla, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. And you're in, uh, you're in the sunny part of the US, aren't you? Um, I'm out in Phoenix, Arizona at the moment, looking at a nice blue sky. Sure. Oh, don't, no. don't you just hate her? Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <God. laughs> cut, cut the podcast. Cut the podcast done. out. <laughs> well, can, can you tell us kind of about the event that's happening this weekend and your ambitions in it? Yeah, so Hoka have released a new shoe called the um, Carbon X2. Um, and with that, they've put on this event this weekend where there's a whole bunch of runners from around the world that are setting out to try and break various records, um, a lot of national records, and the guys are going for the world record um, over 100 kilometres. And we're going to be running around a racetrack out in Phoenix, um, pretty much running around in circles all day on Saturday, which is going to be fun. (laughs) We were just just talking uh, just a second ago, just the three of us, about sort of ultras and the pinnacle sort of like the uh, the race that everyone that a lot of ultra runners we know tout uh, that sort of celebrate is the 24 hour track kind of stuff mm. and we were all like that seems like the worst like, nah. <laughs> 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 um, have you have you ever done the 24 hour because or is, is that or is this like your first sort of like big track race sort of stuff yeah, this is my big first track one, but the right. loop is like 11 kilometers long. Oh, so right. it's not like oh, okay. painful, like a 400 meter running track, which I can't think of anything worse. Yeah, um, so at least, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit longer than that. I mean, you, so obviously Rick mentioned it in the summer, you, you, you took running, you know, you run up the length of the country. So I feel like 100k is pretty straightforward. Um, but is that distance for you? chiefly a physical one or a mental challenge yeah they're both quite different I mean when I was doing the jog it was taking me about between 15 and 17 hours to run 100 kilometers and then this weekend I'm hoping to do it in seven which seems a bit ridiculous Um, so yeah this one is like all about like just having to stay focused for seven hours like just keeping on that pace keep looking at my watch making sure because you just like naturally like lose concentration so a lot of it is about that focus and trying to keep the speed up where the jog was about just having a picnic and running all day <laughs> it <laughs> so. looked like it looked like such a lovely picnic i mean some of those a major a road picnics looked really good they were really scenic and really nice with cars <laughs> and roadkill and <laughs> Um, should we talk about your kits? What are you obviously Hoka? Let's we've got to talk about the shoe. But what kind of what what will you be wearing? What kind of kit are you going out in on Saturday, Sunday? Which which day is Saturday? So it's on Saturday. So yeah, it's actually a little bit tricky because it's going to start off at about one or two degrees in the morning, and then by the afternoon, it's going to end up being between twenty and twenty-five. So going to start off having to wear like a couple of layers and gloves and a hat and then pretty much strip off as as we run through the day um I haven't I think I'll probably just wear a vest and shorts um it's quite lucky that there's like three aid stations on every 10k loop so I don't have to carry food or drink or anything like that which is which is quite nice you just have to remember to grab your stuff as you run past um and then yeah the 
the carbon shoes, which are quite nice. Hopefully they'll make me nice and speedy. And have you done a lot of your training in them? Yeah, I've done pretty much like all my tempos and my fast sessions in them over the last, I guess, three months. Um, so I've been wearing them about two or three times a week. How, how like the logistically, how has it just been, it must have been planned for a while now. Yeah, I think I got asked to do it in about September last year. So, and then had to keep it a secret, which was pretty hard. Everyone's like, why are you doing these ridiculous runs? I'm like, oh, just for fun. Um, <laughs> it wasn't for fun. Um, um, so yeah, for quite a while now. And yeah, like it's, I think they've gone into like so much detail where they, because they did a run similar to this a couple of years ago where they tried to break the 100 world record before. And I think they learned quite a lot from that, from the guy, like in terms of like aid stations and temperature and time of year and all that. So yeah, hopefully we're in for a, a better shot and like the best conditions we can. I don't know if you guys saw the, um, what was it called? The marathon project that the guys did out in America a couple of weeks just before Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's on the same track. So we're racing in the same place as them, which is quite cool. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If we if we if we just go back to like the beginning for you, Carla, like what, what, how did your do you remember your first ultra? Do you remember what it was like, and, and and what did you sort of learn through that experience? So my first one was it's called like the Matterhorn Ultrax, which is out in Zermatt in Switzerland. Yeah, I'd never done an ultra. I'd never run in the mountains. I'd never run on trail, and but, I perfect. thought it was a really good idea. Yeah, <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, Give it a go. Also, not 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 just, not just any old trail. Not like oh, I'm just going to try the local woods. Like you went big, big, big trail, big, 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 big trails. Yeah, but the trails in like Europe are amazing. They're like so well manicured, and you can like run on run on them properly. You don't have to like crawl over boulders and stuff like that. So it was actually really nice to run on and. Yeah, it was a re- I think it was like 44 kilometres. Some people are like, ah, that's not a proper ultra. It is. It's over a marathon. It's fine. Yeah, it still counts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take that badge. Um, and yeah, that was the first one. And I loved it. Like running out in the mountains all day. I think it took like, it took ages, like seven hours or something. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. And although it was a bit intimidating how quickly some of those guys can run up a hill, like, 
I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, how can you get up there so quickly? <laughs> I walked. Yeah, like mountain goats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, just getting up. So, you, so you, you loved it from the start then, basically, and then it just kind of progressed naturally from there, <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. From that, I started to do some more, like, I guess, like, running adventure type things and more ultra races, like with a backpack and, again, off to the mountains um, or running around things like the Isle of Wight and stuff like that. Like, that just appeals appealed to me a bit more than like full-on like ultra racing and then I did my first comrades ultra that was probably my first like proper road ultra in 2016 and then from there just yeah adding a few few on the list every year you've uh I mean you've probably done this done this out of politeness but you haven't mentioned the incredible London Peaks relay that you took part in oh yeah (laughs) that was a highlight I bet that was. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think actually you took part in, you did like more legs than anyone. You think you might have done three legs because you definitely, yeah, you, f- you finished and that wasn't the, le- you, you were part of the finishing group and I'm sure you just carried on running, but it was, uh, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure it was a career highlight for you. It was so funny. So I, on my, on the second to last leg, I was actually running with Vassos Alexander and everyone's like, where is he? I was like, I don't know. Like he was meant to be, we're just about to start. And then he like just appeared from a bush. I was like, do you know where we're going? He's like, no idea. I'm like, okay. Um, Great. <laughs> follow me. Um, <laughs> Away we and go. Then I finished, yeah. He was just like running around like a maniac. I was like, all right. I think it was like two o'clock in the morning as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but yeah, that was that was super fun. Because um, we were sort of considering how uh, certainly during lockdown, people have been uh, clocking up mileage as they've either found running or certainly people have sort of taken on the challenge of trying to run further as, as they can. Um, and maybe the ultra is, is a sort of an appealing thing for people. So and you've been actually doing this um, quarantine to qualify. You've been sort of helping out with that project online as well. Um What's what would be sort of like some guidance to anyone who wanted to take on an ultra as a beginner? Like, how, how did you? You talked about your first trail, but how did you sort of switch over to sort of thinking I I can run further than twenty six point two? To be honest, I think sometimes running an ultra is a little bit easier than running a marathon, um, just because with a marathon there's so much pressure in terms of well, what time are you going to do? Like, are you going mm. for sub four hours? Are you going for sub three hours? Where no one actually knows how fast you should run an ultra. So immediately, like, that's thrown out of the window, um, which I think takes away quite a lot of the pressure. Um, And then from that, there's now, like, the quarantine to qualifier, like those guys, um, it's a company called Ultra X. And I think what they're doing is really nice. They've got these, like, shorter days where you can either go and do 125K over the weekend or you can just do one of the days, which is 50K. And I think that's quite like a nice way to get into it where you get the hype of the whole weekend of everyone doing the longer stuff, but you can kind of like dip your toe into the shorter end of it. And it's it's a really nice way to start. And then I normally find once people have done one, the next day they're never doing it again. And then in the next week they've signed up to four um, <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> start start you know I probably wouldn't go in and start doing a hundred miler but those 50k races there's quite a lot of them now and they're quite a nice way to see if you like it and there's a lot less pressure than the marathons did you hear that Rick yeah don't start with a hundred miles I didn't know I didn't no no I'm not no 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 um but I think I think I did run 
a 50 mile race when I'd only done one marathon, which I think was a bit of a, that was quite a step up really. Uh, but you know, it was all part, it was yeah, all, it's all part of the adventure, yeah. all part of the fun. It is fun. Ultra marathons are still more popular among men. So what would you say to kind of female listeners who are considering an ultra, but they're kind of not sure about, you know, taking on the distance or being like the only female in a crowd of men? Yeah, I think this is interesting. I've actually had so many girls get in touch that want to start doing ultras, which I think is amazing. And I've been really surprised. Yeah, since the beginning of the year, probably about 50 different women like asking how they do it which I think's pretty cool I mean it probably helps that I'm an ultra runner and that's why they're getting in touch but a lot of them have also like tricked a friend um into running with them and I think that's like a nice way you know if you're a little bit scared to start it's actually quite easy to trick your friends into doing stupid things um so finding someone to do it with you you know you can share that training journey um and the race together um I think that's that's a nice way to do it. And as well, like ultras, they're just friendly. Like it might seem scary, but you get to that start line and it's not like your big, let's say, London Marathon start line where, you know, you don't really know anyone and no one really says anything to anyone. Like at ultras, like everyone chats to each other. You're high-fiving each other as you run past on the trails. Um you know, if you see someone sitting on the side of the road, people like stop and ask if you're okay. And they're actually not that intimidating and are actually really fun events to do. And yeah, there's loads more girls doing it now than I think there was in the beginning, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and the um, and the stats speak for themselves in terms of like female performance uh, in ultras and how you know they're surpassing the men and winning outright. And I think that that's a real. Mm a real point that to champion ultras to anyone especially to, to female listeners who are kind of considering whether they shouldn't whether they shouldn't like this this is definitely a a side of running where it's it's a great leveler in the in the gender biased world as in the female performance is is, is out surpassing men regularly in the ultra field yeah i think that's awesome and you saw that like last summer as well when there was you know other girls going out and breaking records like beth and sabrina and you know, getting up to and very close to the guys' times, which is cool to see. Let's let's talk about the the race then on coming up this weekend. So you're going to you're gunning for the British record over a hundred kilometers. What yeah? What what is that? It's seven hours twenty seven. Okay, and what's a European? Seven hours and four minutes. <laughs> wow. So that's is that, is that kind of? I'm just trying to work out what that. It's it's kind of is that kind of three hour marathon pace times two yeah pretty much wow so it's like four ten a k or 640 a mile oh oh yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all day long <laughs> just amazing i mean like that's gonna i guess that's going to be painful fairly uh no you know fairly early on follows how, how when it comes to ultra i guess it can get a bit uncomfortable a bit earlier than perhaps it does if, uh in a marathon or something like that what are your What's your tactic going to be for when it when it does start to become, yeah, like really, really physically taxing? Just like hold on and hope I don't die. It's um, <laughs> good. I mean, I like that. I like that. That's a meme. That is a meme ready to take <laughs> right away. Yeah. The thing is, like, I know it's going to hurt. Yeah. But in my head, I'm just like, hopefully, it's only seven hours, mm. and then I can go and sit by the pool in the sunshine and get a tan. 
Uh, what are you are you going to listen to music are you podcast you what 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 are you are you on your own kind of what are you doing for that seven hours no so I don't like listening to music when I run um I don't know why I just like to listen to what's going on about around me um there are some pacemakers but they're going out a bit slower um I'm not too sure why um because I thought (laughs) initially I thought the girls were like going for the American record um, and there might be some like secret squirrels hiding in there that might appear on the day and go a bit quicker. Um, so there will be some pacemakers. The guys are going out five minutes before us. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to see that other people as you go, there's a couple of like out and backs on the route. So keep entertained by looking at the other runners and yeah, just trying to keep moving forward. Do you have a, a people sort of shouting out your splits to you as you go in, or is it if you've got to keep an eye on your watch at the whole time? I think I'll have to keep an eye on my watch. So there's going to have, they've got like 5K markers um, all the way around the course. And then I'm just going to write down like on my arm, very technical this, um, my <laughs> like 10K splits um, so I can roughly see where I am. And then I'll just try and keep an eye on the clock as well. It's just, I think the biggest thing is that you know, once you start daydreaming and thinking about like eating pancakes at the finish, then you might go a bit slower. So I need to stop doing that. <laughs> Maybe draw a draw a pancake on your arm next to the <laughs> yeah. next to your time. Just times. like it in front of my face on my like hand, a, like a great motivator. Like oh, ten k split plus that's a delicious pancake. I better I better <laughs> yeah. speed up. Yeah. That, like race math you have to do that's confused me just hearing it what's the um where can people follow your progress carla on this is there there a kind of dot watching website yeah so everything's going to be on the hoka website um they're going to have actual like live broadcast so they're filming the whole thing um so you can watch the whole day if you've got nothing to do on Saturday and want to watch us running around in circles for seven hours. Um, I, I don't think anyone has anything on then at the moment. You know? Exactly. It's fine. That's that's probably a highlight now for the weekend. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so some dot watching and I think everything will be up on there. Um, everyone splits and how everyone's going through the race. Cool. Well, best of luck, Carla, with it. It sounds um, amazing. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I hope, hope you can get the... Um, the British and European records to add to the little jog record. Thanks. Cool, isn't it? If I can. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our guest, Carla Molinaro, and thank you uh, for listening. If you'd like to let us know what you think about the episode, do so. Podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. Subscribe to Runners World magazine today and get three issues for only £5. Visit hearstmagazines.co.uk slash podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. The Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. Please subscribe. Do that little clickety box thing that makes it sure that it arrives in your library every single week. Uh, Thanks for listening and we will see you again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.